We all live very busy lives. There are many demands on our time. Not enough hours in the day, they say. Sometimes it can make us wonder, how do the other half live? We imagine the lives of celebrities and important people as being completely different to our own lives. A kind of semi-paradise, if you will, a heaven on earth kind of existence. The gossip pages of any tabloid paper or glossy magazine will attest to this and confirm the endless fascination we have with how celebrities live their lives. The gospel this morning is like a day in the life of a very important person, a snapshot of how Jesus lives. It begins in the synagogue, and leaving there, Jesus, accompanied by two of the most important disciples, goes to visit another two important disciples, Simon and Andrew. When this very important, spirit-filled, and powerful visitor arrives, the first thing they do is tell them about the crisis that's going on, that Simon's mother-in-law is in bed with a fever. And the reason for Jesus being there comes into focus. He immediately went to her, took her by the hand and helped her up, and the fever left her. There's a clear allusion here to the raising up work that Jesus does in our lives. Immediately, having experienced this healing touch and raising up by Jesus, she began to wait on them. It's specifically a way of speaking about the service that a disciple does, rather than being any kind of a chauvinistic or male-dominated statement. Simon's mother-in-law becomes a disciple, a follower of Jesus, and exhibits the true characteristic of the Christian disciple, service. This day in the life of Jesus has just begun, but already we can see how busy it is for him. He has been to two places already, the synagogue, the public worship space of the Jewish people, and the more private house of Simon and Andrew. In both places he has met people and been busy. But already in this pithy little way Mark has given testimony to the testimony to the evangelization and conversion of this important woman, Simon Peter's mother-in-law. Just in case it wasn't a busy enough day for him That evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were possessed by devils. And then the whole town came crowding round the door. Jesus is in high demand as an exorcist healer. The tension builds when Jesus refuses to allow the many devils to identify him. What is clear from this is that Jesus is people-centered in his approach. People are far more important to him than devils or evil spirits. He drives out evil and heals the sick so that they may be able to follow him 
like Simon's mother-in-law, like Simon himself, like Andrew his brother, and then the two sons of thunder, James and John. And of course, all of us who try to follow the Lord in our own lives. And then the following morning, early, way before dawn, after a very busy day yesterday, Jesus rises by himself to go away to a lonely place to pray. Having been crowded out the day before, he needs time alone in prayer to become focused again on what his real mission is. In contemporary terms, Jesus is managing his work-life balance, if you will. He has to tune in again to God the Father, to remember that his primary mission is neither to exercise nor to heal, but that his primary mission is, in his own words in the Gospel, to preach, because that is why I came. The role of Jesus in our lives is to reconcile us to God. His role is less to cure our bodies, more to heal our souls. That is why the healing and exorcism ministry is always a core temptation for Jesus and for those who minister in his name. But like Jesus, we must pray, center ourselves again on God and on God's way of going about business, rather than our own way, which is always influenced by ourself, by other people, the demands that come up around us, and maybe even the evil spirit who seeks to dissuade us from God's path, to drift away from the path of life that is found in following God through Jesus in word and in sacrament.